you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you. The Chris Voss Show, the family that loves you but doesn't judge you. At least not as harsh as your mother-in-law. I don't know. Maybe you have a nice mother-in-law. It's kind of a rude thing to say about mother-in-laws, Chris. Why would you bring that up? I don't know. It seems like a great joke to run on. But uh, hopefully you have a nice, wonderful mother-in-law, and uh, she appreciates you wonderfully. Although, I don't know. I've seen some of you lately, so she's probably right. Anyway, guys, as always, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Uh, guilt trip them into joining and subscribing the show. Guilt, guilt trip yourself into giving us a five-star review on iTunes. I love all the wonderful uh, reviews we get on iTunes. I sit and cry sometimes at the love that and outpouring that gets poured into our reviews so thank you very much thank you for touching me at my heart and soul and <laughs> give me something to cry about because otherwise i have to watch the lifetime channel anyway guys uh youtube.com for just chris Voss, goodreads.com for just chris Voss, the big linkedin newsletter holy crap the hundred thirty thousand group over there i think is growing like it's growing out of style that's how much it's growing because it's growing out of style. That makes no sense, but that's the whole point of it, isn't it? Uh, anyway, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. We have an amazing gentleman on the show. Benjamin Cohen joins us on the show today. We're going to be talking about uh, some of the things he's involved with, whether it's from cap commercial real estate, uh, founding uh, uh, companies to raise capital, future equity, debt funds, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to get into him, learning about him and what he's doing, and uh, maybe how some of you can get to know him better. Uh, he has over two to three years of real estate private equity experience running acquisitions underwriting and capital markets department for a pe firm in charlotte north carolina with around 400 million aum we'll have to ask him what that means uh he recently parted ways with commercial real estate to partner with two founders of sc portfolios to raise capital run future equity and debt funds, and run acquisitions for the company. At SC Portfolios, they build or buy existing online businesses or brand. We'll sell them the Chris Foss Show. No, we won't. They don't want to buy this thing. Uh, and uh, sell them to individual entities in person. They could buy it for me and sell it back. I don't know. I'll pay you $5 for it. Uh, and they can manage and operate and scale all operations for them while providing excess returns per unit in a risk of times of economic uncertainty, uncertainty. They can certainly do it in times of economic uncertainty, which is kind of where we're at nowadays with what's going on in our economy. Welcome to the show, Benjamin. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks, Chris, for having me. There you go. Do you guys want to buy the Chris Foss show? No, I'm just kidding. It's not for sale. Uh, what's an AUM? AUM means assets under management. Assets under management. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Uh, didn't. Uh, didn't uh, that that guy who ran Playboy do uh, assets under uh, ass oh assets under management? Okay, <laughs> I don't know what that means. There's a joke there somewhere. I don't know where it's at, but it's there somewhere. I don't know how I could forget Hugh Hefner. Anyway, uh, assets under management. So Benjamin, give us your dot coms, uh, all the places uh, you want people to follow you in the internet and get to know you better. 
yeah, so you can follow me on LinkedIn, obviously, B, Ben B. Cohen, um, or Benjamin Cohen, I believe, uh, is my LinkedIn. You can also email me at bcbequity.com. And you can also look at my company, uh, Scaling Lead or seportfolios.com. There you go. So let's uh, do a little bit of history, background, origin story, if you will. What uh, got you into this business and got you where you are today? Yeah, so I'll keep it short. Um, like you mentioned, private equity background. So I came from the real estate space. All private equity is is just raising money to buy businesses or buy real estate and issue a return back to investors or clients. So I was in that space for about two and a half years. I am eternally grateful to my last partners, Chris Salerno at QC Capital. Hmm. Um, parted ways with uh, with QC, and I partnered with my with the two founders of Scaling Elite Portfolios or SE Portfolios. Uh, they've been whispering in my ear for the last couple of years to come on as as soon as possible. So I finally jumped ship. And the mission and vision and values of this company was basically a non negotiable for me, and I I had to come join this. So it's uh it's been incredible. So that's why I'm over here. There you go. And and what type of fund are you? How do you raise money? Who are you raising money from? And and what sort of uh, companies and region or geography you're looking at? Yeah. So, um. Scalingly, what we do is we build from scratch an online business. So I guess it's easy to an analogize this to real estate. So for example, most people that broke into real estate um, wanted to build generational wealth using either fix and flips or rentals or multifamily or uh, development or whatever asset vehicle that you wanted to use, but with the end goal of getting to generational wealth. In this industry of e-commerce, which is a little bit newer, it's about 15 to 20 years old, uh, the asset classes or the vehicles to get you there is Shopify, Wix, WooCommerce, GoDaddy.com, all the marketplace stores like Amazon, Facebook, and Walmart. So we use those platforms and launch a business online, which could be anywhere in the world. And we sell that business to a client. And then we operate everything for them. It's completely, mm -hmm. completely passive. Wow. Yeah, that, that works good. A lot of people are looking for uh, so sort of turnkey businesses, if you will. Is that a correct analogy? That's correct. That's, there that's you go. Great, great analogy. Yep. There you go. See, that's they. I know at least two things in life, um, <laughs> maybe three, but that might be pushing it. So uh, this is pretty interesting. And 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 so what what is what what is the importance of wanting to come on the show today and talk about? Uh, is there is there people that can reach out to you or get involved with everything you're doing? And uh, and and uh, what are you looking at there? Yeah. So to answer that question, I'd say, I guess I can tie this back to our mission because, mm -hmm. like most syndicators or wealth month wealth fund managers, they usually issue a return. They're raising capital to buy to buy real estate or anything, anything along those lines, right? But in this case, obviously we're, we're a little bit different, but our main mission is to change people's lives. I'm just a regular mm -hmm. person, just like anyone else. And we've created a product here that has seen ridiculous cash flow, cash flow returns. Mm -hmm. And we believe that with, I mean, our vision, what we, what we believe is that every single person deserves to have, deserves to have some source of passive income. And, yeah. um, and that's what I'm here just to spread the message. It's a very, it's a very new thing. So, uh, I have, I've had a lot of meetings, lots of questions here and there. So I, I, that's, that's what I'm doing. Just spreading the, spreading the world. And does this make for a, a better investment than say throwing your money into T-bonds, you know, getting, getting passive investment. Uh, uh, I know, I know real estate, uh, residential at least is in decline right now mm -hmm. in valuation and stuff. So that, you know, that may be kind of in a bull market for a while. Is this a great way to kind of bulwark against, uh, things that are going on in the economy? So with our clients, 
what we what we always uh, project for them is an average cash flow of anywhere between four to twenty thousand dollars. And I know that seems ridiculous, which is why I've had a lot of calls with clients where I have to show them existing businesses, show some PL statements here and there, because with most clients coming from the real estate background, they're expecting a seven percent return. In this case, it's a completely different world. We're targeting a global consumer. We're not targeting um, uh, tenants or we're not targeting uh, cash on cash returns or anything along like that. I'm very numbers driven. I'm very analytical. So I don't want to go into the all, all of that. I don't want to confuse anyone. But yes, to, to answer your question, uh, this could be an alternative vehicle to diversify out of traditional T-bills, out, diversify out of real estate. Um, and the barriers to entry are, are definitely interesting relative to those as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, there's still rumors. I mean, I think the CEO of JP Morgan said we're still in for some choppy water, maybe some darker times financially. Right. Um, you know, businesses are still doing well. I mean, businesses are still hiring, things are moving along. Uh, there seems to be a lot of demand for just about everything. Online businesses, you know, I, I grew up, I, I built my multimillionaire companies in brick and mortar. Uh, and, uh, it was hard. It was hard because everything you had to do was set up. You had to, you had to, you had to get your licensing. And if you had a special government licensing, you had to do that. Uh, you had to sign a three-year lease for an office building. You had to buy all this furniture equipment so you could fill the office building. So you look like a functioning business. You had to hire a secretary to sit up front. You had to bring in the phone lines. I mean, you had to put a lot of money up front. And you didn't even know if it was going to work. Like, it was like, yeah, I hope all this shit works because uh, we just spent a lot of money. Yeah. Otherwise, that uh, secretary is going to be just sitting up there, uh, I don't know, sharpening pencils pretty much. And, uh, you know, it was it was hard back in the day. And I, I'm just amazed and loved. And I, I wish I had what uh, those darn kids have nowadays. Uh, you know, just being, you start a business, you go on GoDaddy and buy.com and woohoo, off you go. And there's a lot of stuff that's going on today with AI and other things. So are you yes. guys incorporating into that into your stuff, yes. AI? So in regards to operational efficiencies, yes, absolutely. Definitely mm -hmm. that speeds up uh, our marketing. It speeds up our product selection and product research. But yeah, I, I definitely want to mention one point. I don't want to get too technical, but ever since COVID, we've seen a proliferation of e-commerce businesses or brick and mortar businesses channeling omni-channels. Mm -hmm. um, to target these, I mean, a global consumer, especially when in, in certain areas there was lockdowns tighter than others. Um, so, I mean, it's it's definitely, the, the whole world has changed. I definitely see these trends continuing. I think e-commerce, per what Forbes said, is growing at 29.2% year over year, which is a tailwind wow. we haven't seen in other industries, especially with everything happening right now. Mm -hmm. The cool thing with e-commerce is not capital intensive uh, relative to brick and mortar businesses or just managing any business. Um, and there's a lot of things I can comment on, but I, I definitely want to comment on that first. And mm -hmm. um, since we are a, a channeling a global consumer and since everything is digital, when things don't work, you can pivot really quickly, which is the really cool thing about this when comparing that to real estate, for example. So, there you go. Mm -hmm. it, it's uh, e-commerce is so interesting. Like I never, I mean, back in my world, you know, you had to, in the brick and mortar world, you had to pay like all this money to call, uh, you know, long distance. You know, even just out of out of the local yeah. city you're at, uh, you know, it it was it was an insane business, and I never ever in a million years in my old world of thinking of brick and mortar, and you know, where I grew up, 
that I would ever have international clients, that I would ever do international business, that I would ever sell things internationally. And then when social media came along in, in e-commerce, I was like, wow. And suddenly, you know, I had clients around the world. And, you know, the power of who you can sell to and what you can sell to and the reach that you can have and then the cost to get to that reach is 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 an extremely low bar compared to what we used to. I mean, my... I used to, we used to have a telemarketing department for our mortgage company and other things. And I mean, I would get a bill every month for $45,000 and it would come in like eight cases of paper uh, for the bill, which, you know, God forbid you should ever try and read that thing. Uh, but <laughs> when I get delivered every month, I just be like, wow, okay, that's some. And, uh, you know, $45,000 just to make in-state long distance calls uh, out of your city or in your city too, I think it was too. Um, but it was crazy. And and now, I mean, you can do stuff all over the world with email and, and e-commerce and stuff. And uh, it's just crazy. And and the, the ability to spend, to not have to invest so much money up front and build something that can make money. I saw recently this guy who uh, used the, the that new chat GPT thing everyone's talking about and, and AI. Uh, he asked, he asked it, how can I start a successful company with like, I think it was like $100 or something and make it successful. And like the chat GPT came back and told him how to basically build a successful money-making company for like a hundred dollars or something. And, you know, I don't know if he's making billions with it, but evidently, you know, he's, he's done okay with it. And, and it just told him, it's like, okay, go to GoDaddy, buy your thing. And, you know, here's here's an angle to set up an e-commerce shop, and uh, I don't know if it was an Etsy or something, but basically you can do it. You know, for me, uh, I've been an Amazon reseller now for about 10, 12 years, might be longer than that, um, where I've sold stuff on Amazon. And it's it's crazy, man. It's better than eBay. And there, I know friends that own warehouses where they buy bulk stuff, uh, where they buy stuff on um uh, what is it called? Uh, it's the guy over in China. Alibaba. Uh, Alex yeah, Bob. the Alibaba, and they have it shipped in really cheap, and they flip it on Amazon, and it's just insane. And so the opportunities and availabilities for what people can do is crazy, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would say that whole model of drop shipping in the U.S. is very mm -hmm. saturated because like you see a lot of twenty-year-olds and nineteen-year-olds, you know, testing it because you don't really need that much money to get to get a business mm -hmm. off the ground. Maybe a thousand bucks here and there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to do it correctly, um, it is a lot more money. I've, yeah. I've lost a lot of money when I was in college. Uh, when mm -hmm. I tried this, I tried starting a coffee brand um, <laughs> and didn't really go as well as I wanted it to because I, I was, you know, I was penny, penny pinching. So I, uh, it's, as you know, running businesses is a lot of work. And no, yeah. in this case, we have seven different departments. We have a software development department that uh, handles website design and graphic design. We have a an internal and external supply chain management department. We have a customer service department and operations teams with 12 people deep that handles like product selection, product research and development. And then we have uh, a marketing agency that does all of our advertising campaigns and we're, we're a team of 41. Um, and the cool thing is, is that as you know, since it is very operationally heavy to, to run a business, we are selling businesses to people where they don't have to do any of that for you. Mm -hmm. um, well, you don't have to do any of that for yourself. That's what I meant, excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, that we do all that for them and they're just buying a business that's in their name. And if you compare this to, to investing into a real estate syndication or a fund, uh, and if you uh, analogize this to like a capital stack, right? If you have like your, 
whenever you buy a house, right? You're 80% of the, of the money that came up to buy the house, you have your loan. And then mm -hmm. their priority to, to cash flow, right? You have to pay your mortgage every month. In this case, uh, if you're comparing that, that capital stack to this, our client, they are the priority to cash flow. There's no debt. They're the debt. So they, they are the, the debt, the equity, and we're just the manager on the bottom. And then they own the business. So mm -hmm. if they wanted to exit, they can. They don't have to come to us. It's not like you're at the mercy of the operator of when you want to exit your business. It's been uh, it's been a phenomenal thing. I'm just a conduit of, of my company to to push the message, and I have I parted ways with private equity and venture capital and and basically commercial real estate because I haven't seen returns like this, and it's it's been it's phenomenal. That is awesome. Does the uh, do people that uh, prospective clients you're looking to work with, people that are looking to invest, is there a minimum portfolio or a minimum uh, amount of money they need to bring? So the Essentially, you're buying like a digital franchise from my like imaginary inventory right here. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we would start a business from scratch. We put about 40 to 50K into it to get it off the ground. Once it's generating two to $3,000 a day in revenue, then, and, and the products itself are generating a minimum 8.2X return of ad spend. What wow. that means is if you put a dollar into ads, we're projecting to hit an estimated uh, $8.2 back in revenue. Wow, that's our minimum threshold to get into the business. So once mm -hmm. we're testing everything, we're de-risking de everything ourselves, um, and once it's producing, then we'll sell it to a client for about one hundred and twenty, mm -hmm. and then they also need about forty thousand dollars in working capital. So to buy the Chick Fil A, it's one twenty, and then we have to have all the bread, the buns, uh, the bread and the buns, same thing: bread, chicken, tomato, the lettuce, all that good stuff uh, that you need to actually operate the business. So. But that working capital is theirs. It's in a reserve account. They can liquidate mm -hmm. it. If they do, then we can't operate. But and mm -hmm. we do everything for them. We buy the products. We do the ads. Um, if that answers your question, so I would say one twenty plus forty. There you go. So one hundred sixty. There you go. Awesome sauce. Assuming I know how to count. So, <laughs> but no, that's really brilliant because you know I, there's so many people that I over the years. I've counseled entrepreneurs and stuff, and I've met some people. In fact, when we had our mortgage people, there would be people that would come to me, and they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to take out a $50,000 equity line, Chris. I'm like, what are you going to do with it? And I'm like, uh, I'm going to start a business. And I'm like, you're a math teacher at a school, and you work on a very rudimentary brain type, and I can tell that you don't have the chops for this, and you're probably going to lose this money, and you should probably – you should probably just sit on that money and, and I don't know, invest in real estate or something. Exactly. Um, and, and there's, there's certain people that, that aren't cut out to be entrepreneurs. Correct. Um, and, and the danger, the, the, you know, and, and like you said, you guys do the learning curve business where you guys know what works, figure out what works and go through that. And that can be very expensive in starting a company and, Absolutely learning what doesn't work and especially with e-commerce you know you've got to have people that are good at marketing that know marketing ad making and uh getting i think what we just said an, an eight times return on every dollar spend 8.2x return of ad spend that's our minimum threshold yes there you go and it, that's really a challenge to do and you've got to have people that really know what they're doing and and i mean you can lose a lot of money i've had companies wow. where if uh, I, within two or three months we're profitable within uh, a year, we're still 50 grand upside down. I've, I've been on both ends of the spectrum, you know, and you know, sometimes if you're good at business, you, you're not losing any sleep about being 50,000 upside down because you've, you know, it's an investment for the future, but you know, I've, 
I'm a seasoned business guy, so I know how to, I know how that works and how it plays, but you know, most people aren't that good. And so being able to turn to some uh, company like you guys and, and have you guys handle that and make a turnkey for them. And then it's passive for them and what are they're doing in their spare time. Maybe they're an executive at a company or maybe they just want to enjoy their retirement. Uh, it makes it so they're not, you know, the, the other thing about being an entrepreneur is you live it 24 seven. That's right. And especially when you're the CEO or you've got to run it actively, not passively, you've got to always be running it. And it's, you live, sleep, dream, eat business. It's insane. Like I used to just, I just be like, I, I actually have dreams every night about what I'm doing the next day, who I'm firing, who I'm hiring. I would have dreams about the meetings that I had planned for the next day. And I'd be like, and then, you know, I'd wake up and be like, really, can we, can we dream about a girl or something different sitting on a beach or something? Like, why does every dream have to be about business? Like, you know, it's draining. So having, so having a passive sort of business, I think is definitely the way to go, especially from someone who's lived off. No, it's definitely, it's definitely alternative. I, uh, I, when comparing this to all of these different vehicles that you have out there, um, e-commerce e itself with, well, before I go into that, we have 97 businesses that we manage. So wow, we have 72 clients and wow. the, I, I raise capital for the company. So I have to deal with all, all, all of our investors. I have to bring on all of our new clients. Um, and like you said, it's, it's a full-time job. Like we have meetings at one in the morning cause they're out of California, but it's, I couldn't ask for anything better. So, um, but yeah, I had to, to, to hone in on your point. Math teachers are not entrepreneurs and, but they can actually be one passively. And that's the cool thing uh, when, when, when analogizing, analogizing this. Yeah, you've got other smarter people working for you, and, and uh, then you've got a business running on the side where you can make money, and you've got your money making money for you, if you will. But you've also downsided the risk on a massive scale to where you know, you're not the one having to experiment. You know, a lot of my companies that we started, uh, you know, many times the original mission or what we thought was going to be the mission or what we thought was going to be the clientele or what we thought was going to be our, our target market changed. Sometimes within 30 days, we're like, Hey, after being in this space for this long, we realized that we need to go over there instead of over here and flip the model. And usually most successful entrepreneurs figure that out really quickly. Uh, or sometimes, sometimes you have things where you can, you can run a model for, one year, 10 years, five years, suddenly you wake up one day and the earth's changed and everything's different and, and the model that was profitable and successful doesn't work anymore. And you're like, uh, shit, we better figure out what's wrong here or this ship's going to sink. And uh, so having smart people behind you can really, can really do that well. Now, you mentioned you're going to move to Spain, I think you said. That's correct. Um, I am moving to, to Barcelona in the next two months and wow. uh, I'll be running this from over there. Uh, nice. Capital raising side, we are looking to start uh, a debt fund and uh, an equity capital fund because our long-term vision for our company is to turn e-commerce into a legitimate, securitized, institutionalized asset class. Because this is not an asset; you are buying an online business, and you are a mm -hmm. client. So uh, we want to turn e-commerce into a brand new, huge financial product. I don't think there's been one uh, mm -hmm. since. Well, there hasn't been a financial product what since crypto, but before crypto, what the REIT. Uh, in the 80s, when the when the government approved that, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, the fundamentals are very similar, um, so we're we're really excited about that, and we're really excited to help change people's lives because I mean I have not seen cash flow like this before, uh, from a passive perspective. And the cool thing about this is that I, I really want to hone in on preserving your money. So you mentioned five minutes ago that 
you had a business model that was working five, 10 years later, you wake up, it's not working anymore. What do you do? Right. In this case, the nature of e-commerce, since there's no physical encumbrances, there's no physical real estate. Um, you can actually pick up your business, move it somewhere else because it's, it's, it's digital. So if yeah. something isn't working, uh, you test, you pivot very quickly. It takes 36 to 72 hours to cycle through different products, to change marketing campaigns. You have a new demographic, a new niche, all that stuff. We handle that for them. And the client is completely enjoying the passive distributions. There you go. You know, you bring up a good point. You know, the thing about me and my life since about what, 2004 mm -hmm. is I can work anywhere in the world. As long as there's Wi-Fi, is it? Because I've got to be able to talk to uh -huh. people. But uh, <laughs> even then, I, I, you know, I there's times I've been on vacation or gone places where I, I don't have Wi-Fi. I, I don't check my phone. I'm like, whatever, I'm doing whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so I don't need it 24/7. Although it's nice to have. Uh, but no, I, being able to work anywhere in the world, like I can go anywhere and work. And uh, as long as I got a computer and a microphone, I suppose, uh, and a mobile phone. Uh, I can work and it's so freeing and it's so wonderful. Like, like, you know, I think the only thing that constrains me is my two dogs. You know, they're a little hard to ship around if I want to go live somewhere yeah. and I have to find a place for them. And of course, shipping them is a whole different thing, but you know, it, 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 it makes all the difference in your life. You know, it, I'll, I'll meet people and they're like, I'll be, they're like, Oh, Chris, I wish I could move across town or whatever, or not across town, but across the country, you know, I can move over to LA or something. Well, what's holding you back? Well, the kids are in college and, and, uh, or the kids are in school and, you know, we've, we've, you know, my job's down the block that I got to go to. I'm like, that must suck. I can, I can just go anywhere I want. You know, I move about every two to three years. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm part of it is I'm single and free, um, and happy. Uh, the, well, actually I said that when I said I was single, um, that I was happy. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, being able to do that is great. Like if I want to just, I get bored living in places and I'm like, Hey, I want to move to California for a while. Hey, I want to move to Nevada or back to Nevada for a while. Hey, I want to move over here for a while. It's just, it's the freedom is awesome. Yeah. And there's no interruption of my income because it's all on the interwebs in the sky. Exactly. So there you go. That's uh, uh, wait, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Well, anything more we haven't touched on or, or what have we touched on about how you guys are doing it and, and what you're doing? Yeah, I can jump into a little bit more of technicals. Sure. I, I definitely want to comment on one more thing that, that you just mentioned. A lot of people, when they're raising money to buy real estate or when they're, if they're a hedge fund or whatever, their marketing gig is to say, buy, you know, financial freedom, gain financial freedom. And obviously that's a goal for, you know, I'm assuming 99.9% .9 of the population, probably 100% of the population. Everyone wants financial freedom, but with e-commerce, since it is digital, the nature of that is that you're buying back your time and you have location freedom and time freedom. I, that is a mixture of the three that you can't get in traditional vehicles. And in this, you can, which is why I'm fortunate enough to move to Barcelona. I'm 24, so I get to do it at a young age and, um, and run this from over there. So you, you get location freedom, which is my personal goal. And obviously, I get to share that with all of our clients and the new people we're bringing on. There you go. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Do you guys, in, you guys, uh, work with people in the United States? Do you guys see yourselves becoming an international fund? So, uh, good question. So most of our businesses that we're selling, they're actually located in Italy, Malta, Spain, and Romania. So are you familiar with the concept of drop shipping, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. So drop shipping is a very saturated industry here in the United States. So we don't operate here in the U S for that very same reason. Um, because, Everyone and their mom is, is doing it because it's like $1,000, $2,000 to start an online business. 
here we, we are capitalizing on the opportunity of cash on delivery services in Europe. Uh, cash on delivery is the preferred form of commerce in most European countries, huge in India, huge in Mexico. We're looking to expand into Brazil. Uh, but the business essentially that we're selling to a client is a cash and delivery business, either in Italy, Spain, or those other countries I just mentioned to you. So that's the cool thing about that. Our clients are located in the States, but our businesses are located in Europe. Yeah. It, being able to operate anywhere and sell stuff anywhere. I mean, even, even like my book is available internationally. I remember the first time my book got published and I found an ad for it in Japan. I was like, wow, that was cool. People, <laughs> It's like, I, it was really weird. They had like a whole Japan thing and I was like, uh, okay, all right. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just so wild to be able to sell stuff anywhere mm-hmm. and it's so limitless. And, and it, it, like I said, it's, it doesn't cost like, God, we used to, every time we open an office or a new company, it was such a nightmare. And then the timing too is the nightmare too. Cause you'd be like, okay, well, um, how much do we have to have for, uh, we have to invest, do all this investing for government approval, uh, you know, some local license or some tariff license or something back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, okay. That's going to take two or three months. Okay, great. Meanwhile, we've invested all this money. And we're sitting around waiting for it to work. You know, you're, 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 you're signing contracts for leases that are going to last three years with penalties that you have to pay if it, the business doesn't work out. Uh, and then you're like, uh, you got to wait a few days for us to get you the key and then open the office. And then you got to wait another two weeks to have the phone lines put in then you got to hire the employees that can take a month or two to get up and running. And, uh, you know, the whole thing just is that money second time can suck in brick and mortar. And so being able to do these e-commerce things, is is all the difference. So people that want to, that are interested in what you guys have to offer, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and get to know you guys better? So they can reach out to me either on LinkedIn, they can email me, um, they could look at our website that I mentioned earlier. Um, more than happy to jump on a quick call. Calendars are always booked, so uh, reach out to me as soon as you can, obviously, and then we can uh, we can jump on a call whenever you guys want. There you go. There you go. And then they can uh, hang out with you in Spain too, as well. Yeah, you guys are always welcome. I'm, I, I'll, I, I'll buy a couple futons, so anyone's welcome. There you go. You know, the thing about Spain is those tapas. Am I saying it right? The tapas? Tapas. So be careful, you know, pace yourself. You don't want to end up a big fat guy like me. Um, But I've seen, I've I've seen those tapas layouts and uh, it's, it's good food. Yeah. The food there, everything is incredible. I I visited Spain four times uh, last Mm -hmm. year and it was the culture, the people, everything about it. I was like, this is my place. I have to, I'm actually originally from Chile. I live oh. in South America, so I was like, okay, I, I, I speak the language. You know, this is my place. It's time to go back. There you um, go. But yeah, so hopefully I can I bring some clients over and we can all hang out and grab some drinks together. It'd be fun. Well, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful place. The food, oh my God. I mean, just everywhere you go, it's just food. I That's why I couldn't live with it. It's the same reason I can't move to Texas. It's because I would just eat barbecue like 24-7. Whenever I go to Texas, it's like barbecue yeah. and then after a while you're sweating and you're just like what is this so make sure you moderate that's all i'm saying you know yeah. watch the women wine and food uh take your pace yourself <laughs> anything more you want to tease out about what you guys are doing there benjamin yeah so i would say there's it, it's we don't really bring on new clients i i know this might sound cliche mm. uh, we don't bring on new customers i mean you really become part of the family whenever you 
whenever you come on with us, you get your own personalized account man manager. You get direct access to me and, and my partners, the founding partners. You get direct access to your dashboard that gets to show all your inflows and all your outflows. You get P&L statements the 10th of every month. You get an aggregated report to see how your business is generating, what's working, what's not working, why is it not working, what are we going to do about it, how long does it take for us to fix it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you can be as hands-on or as hands-off as you want. And that's what we like to do. We're in business for the next 10, 20, 30 years. So this is not supposed to be a one-off. And I, uh, we're all about relationships. So we want to bring more people into our family. There you go. There you go. Well, that's what we have here. The Chris Foss show. It's a family that loves you, but doesn't judge you. <laughs> At least not as harshly as your mom does. Um, so there's that. So this has been pretty good. Give us your dot coms where we want people to find you on the interwebs. Yes. So scaling elite.com. Mm -hmm. Benjamin Cohen at well, LinkedIn is my right. LinkedIn. And my email is bcbequity at mm -hmm. gmail.com. There you go. Sounds good. And thank you very much for coming on, Benjamin. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. There you go. Thanks, Manus, for tuning in. Also, go to goodreads.com, fortunate Chris Foss, youtube.com, fortunate Chris Foss, all those crazy places on the internet like LinkedIn that we're at. At LinkedIn, man, check out the LinkedIn newsletter. That thing grows. It's just, it's insane. Every time I go in every day, I'm like, really? More people subscribe to it? I don't know why they like me, but for some, it must be my deodorant. I don't know what it is. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>